Hello and welcome to Need to Know, the only podcast that shares with you the latest trends in baking, uh, featuring celebrities, news, and all the amazing things in the world of the sweet and delicious. I'm Kevin Kurtz, uh, guest host again, we'll explain a little bit why, uh, along with uh, Gemma Stafford. Hi, everyone. I am Gemma Stafford, professional chef, host of Bigger, Bolder Baking, and cookbook author. Yes, th- thanks for joining us again. And uh, I think I've mentioned before, it was going to be my last guest host here, uh, guest hosting duties here. But uh, but uh, we have a reason why, which is we're actually going to be introducing a new host shortly. And we're taking some time to really figure out um, the right sort of evolution of the show. Gemma? <laughs> Kevin. (laughs) So we'd love to hear uh, from you. Uh, Please, again, let us know in the comments or reach out across social media. Um, No, we're excited. And it's always nice to have you here, Kevin. Yes. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's good to be here because also I can I can talk about, you know, some of the more personal details. Um, Gemma, it is moving week. Moving week. This is our last week in Santa Monica. It is. Um, Yeah, it's I honestly you keep on saying that, Kevin, but I I don't I kind of don't believe it like we because we we're not fully packed yet like you keep on saying that you know this is our last day of filming and I was like really so next week where like it just doesn't we were over at the house yesterday it still looks like a little bit of a building site even though it is coming together um it's just hard I, I don't think I'll believe it until I'm in there yeah well, yeah, your your comment today when we started this is the last day of filming in this house uh, was we sh- what, what was that, Gemma? What did you say? I don't know. I can't remember. That we should have we should have upgraded a long time. Oh, we ago. should have upgraded a long time ago for sure. Oh, this like, tiny kitchen. Looking at at uh, what our kitchen. Looking at a video recently, I just saw the white cupboards, and I just thought, oh my god, like what were we we put up with those white cupboards for yeah. eight years. Well, the cupboards aren't so white anymore. I think that was one of the. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the they're things. old. <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, absolutely. But um, but yeah, so Gemma, this week, appliances arrived. Appliances arrived. Um, we saw those go in. Very exciting. Yeah, we announced last week we're working with uh, Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. So we've got uh, all brand new shiny appliances arriving, and next week we'll be able to, to use them. So um, have you thought at all about the first thing you want to bake in the kitchen? No, you know, it's it's weird you should say that because I wouldn't say I'm kind of sentimental like Mm. that, but like we we picked out this kitchen, every single piece of equipment. (laughs) And I kind of think it should be something, it doesn't have to be like crazy, it doesn't have to be crazy over the top, but something like I was just thinking like, we're going to be over there next Monday um, and we're going to have to have dinner there. And I was thinking, we'll order takeout. I was like, no, wait, you can't really do that. Can you? Like you just got a brand new kitchen put in and you order in takeout (laughs) for your first night there. But then I, you know, so I, I don't know, like, I think maybe we should make a meal that have some, I don't know. We're also not gonna have a whole lot of time. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I think I've, I've shared this with you before that I tend to remember the last rather than first in a lot of cases. And so like uh, it was really important to me when we moved into this place in Santa Monica eight years ago um, to remember more first. So I remember uh, you made like a, ch- a pomegranate chicken, like a really nice yeah. kind of uh, Mediterranean style dinner. Yeah, I, I can picture that photo. So 
whatever you do make, uh, we'll, we'll definitely remember that. Do you remember that? We were eating on boxes. Do you remember? We were. We were. Yeah. Furniture. Uh, yeah. Waiting for furniture. Waiting no, for furniture. We, we'll get something. We will get something nice, even if it's like just a good spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Well, one of the fun things is that we'll have a new space to record in. We'll have a new space to film in, all of that. So we'll keep everybody posted on those updates. But I wanted to jump into the latest in um, in news and celebrity in, in, in baking. And I want to combine a few things that, that I know you love. First of all, Chrissy Teigen. Talk, talk with me about Chrissy. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Chrissy. I know she's famous for being famous like she's because she's john legend's wife she was a model she was a model but um i i have to say though i am a bit fascinated by her instagram okay yeah she she posts like she gets very personal posts a lot of stuff um yeah she's she's interesting she's definitely i i'm sure she's like a lot of fun so are are you aware that she has an obsession with fries no and so she actually is creating a documentary called Fries the Movie that's going to be on Peacock shortly. And the show is going to explore really around the world uh, the, the you know untold stories behind fries and flavors and well-known chefs and, and everybody. Um, you're a fry fan, right? I'm a huge fry fan. I think, isn't everybody a fry fan? Like, who doesn't like fries? It's fried potatoes. And then you get to dip it in, like, mayonnaise or ketchup or, like, truffled mayonnaise. Or even, like, if you just do salt and vinegar. Well, what what makes a perfect fry for you? Because there's so many different types of fries out there. Well, I like chipper, like, I would say, like, chipper fries. So, like, thick fries. Like fish and chips. Like fish and chips types of fries. Um, Where I'm from in Ireland, in Wexford, we have a a kind of a different soil to the rest of the country. And I'm not sure exactly the, the, uh, exactly what that means. I just know that it's different. And we grow strawberries really well and we grow amazing potatoes and for a short period in the summertime we have the new potatoes which are like summer potatoes you you see them like here as well in the u.s like they're summer potatoes but these ones that you get in ireland in wexford are um they're like kind of flowery they are like all honestly you just like the most all you need is a bit of butter salt and pepper and there it's like Amazing! It's most, you, some of the most incredible potatoes. You can use those to make fries. You okay? Okay. Yeah. So for for the mo- summer months, go to the chipper to get fish and chips because you're going to get the new potato fries. They're different. I don't, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I don't remember. I don't remember us doing that at home. Maybe we did. Why. I think I'm I'm positive. One time we were. Oh, okay. well, actually, maybe not. But yeah, I always try and eat as much summer potatoes when I'm home. And talk to me a little bit about sweet potato fries. Um, well, that's more your area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, so I, I am a fan of sweet potato fries. And part of it, I have to say, is that people tend to, to say and think like sweet potato fries are healthier, right? People, sweet, pota- sweet potato, sweet potatoes have great, um, like they're full of nutrients and like they're really good for you. Um, are they healthier? Well, they're still fried or covered in oil or whatever it is. So <laughs> it's all relative. It's all relative, yeah. <laughs> it's all relative. Well, and I know you have talked about on this show before um, how you love to dip fries in shakes. Is that right? 
No, I don't dip them. I, oh. I eat them at the same time. So same time. I will eat chips and take a drink of my chocolate milkshake at the same time. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, I know some people like to dip them in their Wendy's Frosties or, never, or things I've never, along I've, those I know lines. people do that. I've never had that. I have to say, though, Kevin, <clears throat> I have been, I'm, I'm still craving it, but like, I have been craving like a milkshake and French fries yeah. and like a burger. You know, we don't, we went to, to Shake Shack a few weeks ago. Now I feel like we should go back and get a milkshake and a burger and fries. Well, you were a big fan of the custard. Well, though, I right? also, but I also want the custard. That's why I didn't get the right. milkshake the other day because I wanted the custards. Yeah. But I also, I think now I want the custard and I want the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> In all the flavors. Actually, so I, I uh, we order a meal. We had a burger and fries. And then it, we ordered uh, custard after that. And I ordered it, went in, got it, brought it back. And Gemma's comment was, do you remember what you said to me? Where's the rest of us? <laughs> I ordered, I think, one scoop. and It was for the two of us. And you were like, I'm only going to have a little bit. And I was like, well, that's a lie straight off the bat. And then, but there was only like, you could get like three scoops. I was like, why didn't you get three scoops? Because oh, I, I waited so long for the custard. And it's like, if you're going to do it, just go all out. Because I don't know when I'm going to get it again. I'm not going to get it like in a few days. Um, but it is so, what would be one of my favorite treats to get out and about is Shake Shack frozen custard. I just, I, I'm in love with it. I love it. Well, it was your first time. No, I, ha I think I had it before. Oh, no, wait. I don't think so. No, I no, think I think I didn't know. Shake no, no, I, in Chicago? In New, in New, no, New York. New York, was it? Yeah, we didn't have it. So I, I kind of thought, maybe I knew of the frozen custard, but I never had it. Sure. I thought I had it in Chicago one year. Might be the case. Yeah. Might be the case. So on to something else I know that you love, uh, and again, you've shared on the show before, is that you're a big fan of cereal. I am a big fan of cereal. And if you can remind the listeners, some of your favorites. Well, I love Golden Grahams. I love, I love the sugary stuff that you, that I just probably shouldn't love. So um, like the cocoa, like Cocoa Puffs, uh, Chaka, Chaka, the Dracula ones. Like, oh, wow. Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Like all those types of ones, but I don't, I don't know them because I don't buy them. Did they have Count Chocula in Ireland? No, I had it here in America when I was young. Uh, when you were in Florida. Um, yeah. When you traveled to Florida. <laughs> we beat up on Ohio before. We could, we could spend a whole episode on Florida. No. I'm sorry, Florida. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Ohio. But we, uh, no, I love sugary cereal, but I don't ever ever eat it because I can't have one bowl I'd have to have the whole box like I've thought about days it's like maybe once my birthday I'll go down to Safeway and get a box of like kind of chocolate and just eat it all yeah well I I you know this uh one of my favorites is cinnamon toast crunch but funny enough I don't I don't tend to buy the the cinnamon toast crunch brand I think I buy What's supposed to be the healthier version of it. Which still tastes like which dessert, Which makes though, me Kevin. feel better, but it tastes like dessert. Um, so Cinnamon Toast Crunch has just earned a spot in the baking aisle because they're making a Pillsbury cookie dough with Cinnamon Toast Crunch mm. and cinnamon rolls. No, thank you. No, thank you. Well, Gemma, we're actually seeing a lot of different mashups, if you will. Like, you know, I think Peeps flavored Oreos were earlier in the what? year. There, there's all sorts of things. Like, what are your thoughts about these kind of, you I know, just, strange not, sort of pairings? I even saw one the other day. Um, 
oh, what was it? Or did you tell me about this last week? But it was just like really odd. Like, it, it's not, they don't make sense. How does that, how does, the only, the only thing that it makes sense there is that they're, they're both cereal, they're both breakfast foods. But to eat, like as a consumer, to eat that, um, that the cereal in cinnamon rolls, like it doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. That does not sound like a good eating experience. It's well, not something I want to, to put in my mouth. And it, again, I believe it's the the flavors of it all. The flavor. That, that ends up being mm. that, you know. Maybe I love, I do textures. love cinnamon toast crunch is also, it's on my list. Um, no, I just think it's unnecessary and very gimmicky. Yeah. Well, I think, again, I think it's great that there are fans of Cinnamon Toast Crunch out there. So the question is, is how can they enjoy Cinnamon Toast Crunch in unique ways? I'm thinking as a marketer here. Um, But I agree. I think it's kind of lazy. I think it's kind of lazy because it ends up being, it just ends up being Pillsbury trying to figure out how to get a new product on the shelf. and, and, And I'm trying to even think, I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch is probably General Mills. So two different uh, companies trying to partner up. Yeah, it's just, it's like, it's just makey-uppy. I'll go back to that. It's just makey-uppy. It's like, hey, let's, you know, mush together a ham sandwich and a bag of popcorn. It's like those two things have nothing to do with each other. And I feel the same way about what you just said. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, I won't, okay, I won't go there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, so um, for Pillsbury... Um, Gem, I know you've made crescent rolls. Actually, I think you just made them last last fall for, for the last holidays. Fall, yeah, you were going. Uh, do you think the Pillsbury crescent rolls are worth the hype? The pop and um, fresh dough? You know, I, I think I'm going to opt out of that uh question because I'm I I they're really a nostalgia thing. Like mm. people had those growing up. You you know, you had them for Thanksgiving. Like there it's it's really fun that they come in the tube. Um uh, they're really like they're fun to make the way they're all cut up. Like I think it's really smart. Do I think it's the best dinner roll ever? It's like no, but I, I do get I do get why people love them and why like it's a sign of like the holiday season and and thinking back to when you were young and making them in the kitchen. So I have I I do. It's a part of people's traditions, and I think that's why it's so popular. Well, but it's not part of my tradition. Well, it's, you you hit it right on, which again is growing up. Um, uh, you know, I got to bake occasionally in, in the kitchen. Again, as I learned later, I love my mother, but she uh, admitted to my sisters and I years, years, years later that she actually didn't like to cook. That's why we ate out so often. Um, but we would bake on occasion. Um, and then, of course, we would whip out the pop and fresh dough for the holidays. And the, the thing, I think the experience is a big yeah. part of it, too, of just even you know, getting that pop and and that visceral sort of experience even before you put them in the oven. I, I think that's part of the fun. Yeah, I remember like th- th- they did sell those in Ireland. And I remember like when I was young, uh, they did sell that. And like Pillsbury like was an American brand. And it was fascinating to me how how was this even possible? How do they do this? And this is the kind of food they have in America. That's why you want to go to America. Because, like, so, like, I, I remember, like, it just being so foreign to me, like, this, how do they get them in there and they pop open and they're already caught? It was bizarre. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I do get it. And I get why kids love them so much. It's all of our 1950s innovations, I'm sure. But I loved the cinnamon rolls. 
Like that was one. Oh, that they I, make cinnamon rolls. Absolutely, well? yeah. I loved the cinnamon really? rolls. Those were those were incredible. Do you love some more than my cinnamon rolls? No, absolutely not. Good answer. Absolutely not. Um, how difficult is it to make crescent rolls at home, Jim? Like, as far as again, for for and, and I'm thinking as just like a, a newer sort of baker. Like, is it intimidating? Do you th- should it be intimidating? Well, no, baking shouldn't be intimidating at all because um, my mom always always say to me, if you can read, you can cook. And it's about following a recipe, you know, and just being, you know, you know, paying attention to the fine detail. And it's uh, just following like there's rules when it comes to baking that are not the same as like cooking. Cooking, I feel like it's more forgiving. You can be a little bit looser Mm -hmm. with baking. It really is important to follow the recipe that you're given. But um, crescent rolls are really they're easy to make and we made um the recipes on our website and we did a video of them and, and they're super easy and they're fun to make too yeah. i think it, it seems like anything like that um or croissants i know like following the 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 original recipes for croissants is labor intensive but there are other ways to do it too simpler to kind of get going right yeah yeah um i that's i usually i because i'm not one for these laborious recipes and laminating doughs. I just, I, I I don't want to do it. And I don't have, it's not that I have the patience. It's just that it's hard for me to get my head around it. It's like, wait a second now, how do I fold it? Mm. Like I need step-by-step photos and I just, I find them quite difficult to follow. So I just don't do them. What is laminating doughs? What is that term? Um, so it's when you would, um, work in butter and fold it into like right. do different folds and and the process could take days it gives that flakiness it gives it, you're building all those layers yeah flaky that's pastry cool. that's cool yeah well i know you have different techniques with butter the frozen butter integrating that to just spread the butter more evenly right yeah and keeping it frozen so that it doesn't melt Keeping it frozen because when it comes to making pastry, your ingredients have to be, and, and this goes back to like an old, like this is old, old economic, uh, home economic books from the fifties. It's like keep your knives and everything cold. It's just like it, it, but it is kind of true. Like you do have to work fast when you're making pastry, and you have to keep everything cold because what you need is that that butter to be cold going into the oven, and what happens is the heat in the oven causes the butter the little flakes of butter or the layers of butter to um it heats them up they uh create steam the steam rises the pastry and uh that's how you get all of these lovely little layers so it has to be cold to go into the oven if it's already melty into the oven you're not getting a layer so you want to have it nice and cold nice uh talking about Older cookbooks uh, brings to mind. Uh, we should we should take a look at some older cookbooks and how they write their recipes. I'd love to see you uh, see you comment on uh, on how they used would. to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was even looking through the book yesterday. You had out here on the table the fifty quick and easy pizzas. Uh, I think that's an old book, right? The one that you had on the table, uh, like in the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed very dated but no i i um like yeah i write my i i i've learned a lot since writing my first cookbook and i know now better like i know how to write a recipe properly where even three years ago 
I, st- I, I still wasn't writing a recipe exactly how it should be. Only until recently if I really kind of like honed that. And what do you think that is? What, what do you mean like write it correctly? Well, like um, what I do now is envision myself. Like I, I, so I always, when I edit recipes, when we make recipes here and I'm editing them from the website, I always edit them with no music on, no sound on, no Netflix, no anything. And I go through the recipe just like I would if I was in the kitchen. So it's like in my bowl, because so I'm grabbing my bowl in my imagination. I'm putting in my flour, my baking soda, mm. my salt. And then I have to go back and check. It's like, is that the order that it's written up in the ingredients? Is the quantities of the grams and ounces correct to the cups? Um, should salt go before baking soda? Salt is bigger, so it should go before baking soda. And like this, like it's it's all these tiny, tiny mm. details that the reader doesn't know, but what makes for a well-written recipe and for a successful recipe. So it's it's so much, uh, so much work, but it's really important. I think it's incredibly important from an, uh, any baker uh, reading a recipe, I think, um, so that, again, it, it is more accessible or more doable. I mean, there's so many recipes out there that they're incredible. The photos look great, but uh, but when you have a list of, you know, 50 ingredients and, and tons of steps, not a lot of people are going to actually follow through with it. Yeah, and I don't. Like, I just think about myself. I think about me as a consumer and I, a consumer of like digital content and recipes and stuff, and I don't have the wherewithal to read um, these really um, labor-intensive recipes. I, I just, I can't get my head around it. I, I just, I, I tune, I literally tune out. So they have to be straight and to the point and uh, short. And I think you can do that. There's some recipes that do need more time, that mm-hmm. do need longer, more explanation. But um, I think, you know, there's lots of recipes that it's just, that people are, unri- are writing unnecessarily and it's confusing to the reader, yeah, i.e. me. <laughs> it's a, a good audience of one there uh, and many many more i'm sure agree with that um Gemma, you have a a beautiful flower there that our son george just brought into you that he uh stole from somebody else's flower bed yeah it's he lovely. just made me an accomplice he it, just he, it, he came in handed it to me and looked at me like now you're now you're a part Especially of this too because he's underage but i've i've actually been noticing a lot of edible flowers in in the last uh you know last year or so especially like people have been incorporating that i know in focaccia and all sorts of different you know trends and things out there uh have you baked much with edible flowers no i've only decorated and garnished with Mm. edible flowers i actually haven't baked with them i think it's it's very pretty i know like there's this one girl in particular i can't think of her name but who's like hugely popular for kind of inventing the edible flowers in cookies um it's very pretty. It's very creative. Not really my cup of tea. Like I would like. I I think like. Well, am I going to eat that? Am I going to eat that cookie with, with a um, a marigold on the top of us? Like no. Like so, I I get the beauty of, of the purpose of them is that they look amazing, but the then I still have to eat it. And is the eating quality there still good? Well, what about the flavor? For for example, like rose, like a rose water type flavor. I don't know what, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't see, I can't speak to that because I've never actually had, I've never eaten a rose petal. I've had crystallized rose petals, right, right. but they're always garnished. So but you don't rose, really eat them. 
But rose water. Rose water is, is different. Yeah, right? I love. I adore rose water. Sure. Yeah, I don't know though. I, I'd love to have rose water in a shortbread cookie. Sure. I don't know if I want a big old leaf of rose on my shortbread like cookie. Actual flower. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you recently released a rose water gelato. It was lovely. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice I, and that's where I do like to incorporate. Like, um, I do love rose water. I love to have it with fruit. Um, with the ice cream that we made recently, um, well, added into cookies. Is rose water extracted like like a geranium or something like that? I don't, as far as honestly, is it boiled I in? don't know the process. We have to look up that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I have to look at that one. We up. have to look at that one. Uh, what about pansies? Have you ever had pansies before? Yeah, yeah. You've eaten. Yeah, yeah no, oh. I haven't eaten them. I use them as garnish for garnish. Yeah, so I think is they that, have like more of a mild sort of green flavor, kind of tastes like lettuce. It's just hard to imagine. It's like eating an insect. It's like you know, you're not like mm, tastes like chicken. You're like no, it tastes like the earth because <laughs> it eats earth and it is an insect and like tastes like the ground. I kind of feel like flowers and insects might be. No, uh, I think it's similar because they come from the earth. So you get that like earthy. Earth. Well, so do potatoes. Earthy fla- flavor. <laughs> Kevin, don't start. Are you ragging on potatoes right now? <laughs> no, I'm not ragging on potatoes. You picked the wrong it, woman. <laughs> it, all comes, it all comes from the earth. So Potatoes are delicious and I will not have you say a bad word about them. I promise I will not. Uh, well, moving right along, <laughs> Gemma, there are a lot of new baking shows coming out on uh, on Netflix and your uh, Hulu um, guest appearance on uh, Baker's Dozen is coming out as well. Oh, we allowed um, to talk about that? Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Well, well, not specifics yet, but that's oh. uh, that's coming up in October. Okay, but nailed it's coming back in September, Gemma. And they didn't ask me to be on it again. <laughs> well, you were on, you've been on two episodes. Um, yeah, no, it's seasons. coming back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a really fun show. Yeah. Well, what was that experience like being on, uh, be, well, especially being just a you know guest judge coming into the set, coming in? You know, it's a crazy experience because Nicole Byer is a comedian and she's a performer and that's what she does all day long. So from the moment you're on set until you leave, like she's on and she's working and she's like cracking jokes and making people laugh and she's and, and and she's always going for that shock factor i know you probably don't see that on uh netflix on nailed it but she's always going for that shock factor because her comedy is a little bit racier and um she's just hilarious she's absolutely hilarious and jacques torres and um, mr chocolate is an incredibly nice guy but it's a lot of fun i like it because it is it's a competition show and i've been on a few competition shows but this is just fun it's it's all about being fun it's about it's about being the worst at baking not the best <laughs> yeah but they do it in a fairly lighthearted way which is nice they I do mean, that's I, why i like it some shows that just rag on people and and i think it's uh it's fun it's a lot of fun y- yeah so so a little little bit more on the on the positive side and, and kids seem to enjoy it too yeah like from what i hear like people I, I like i've been stopped and people have asked me have you been on nailed it or i get messages saying on social media like i saw you on nailed it remember one time i was in kansas and uh, I was in an elevator and a little girl turned around and asked me, was I on Nailed It? <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have more details on Baker's Dozen coming to Hulu as well as uh, some other shows um, this fall. Uh, we actually have a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting, exciting things planned for the holidays. Um, so, Gemma, I think that um, that takes us to the end of another episode here. Oh, that was fast. And I think this is the end of... Uh, 
This is the last episode in this house, too? Yes, yes, yes. Well, the listener won't know that. No. But we'll let them know. We'll inform them. We'll let them know. That we're sitting in a different room. Now, exactly. So, uh, as always, let us know what you think about Need to Know. Uh, Please rate us five stars. Because it's actually the way that uh, other people can find out about this podcast. So if you know someone who loves baking, please share it. Um, write a comment uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thank you so much for being uh, an amazing fan community. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. 